Hello everyone, here we are. This is Quantum Nurse and I am Grace Asagra, your host and welcome to the live broadcast. But before I continue, I want also to take my time and share it, but I am deeply honored that I have Master Shaolin Shideru today. So hang on there guys and help us share this so that more people can watch our live today. Let's see. Shifu, please thank you for your patience. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Because we, we don't want to miss anyone. Okay. Okay. We want to make sure that they will be with us. Okay. Because I know some people will be watching from the Philippines. Okay. Uh -huh. and yeah, I had a lot of Philippine friends. <laughs> yeah, okay. You have to tell me about it. You know, yeah. we're we're neighbors, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> years ago, and I we did. A, I did a, 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 a teaching with a, a Philippine boy, and uh, <laughs> and uh, he was my partner for my oh, teaching. Okay. <laughs> Let's see where which one. Okay, where are we going to go? Exciting. This is going to be exciting. And watch live. There you go. Okay. All right. So. Well, thank you again. Well, thank you, everyone. So as I said, this is Quantum Nurse, and I am Grace Asagra. So every now and then, as you notice, I like to do live stream because especially for significant, important topics and significant people that I want you to have a direct communication. So at least through live stream. Now, to all of you watching there, please uh, get engaged with us. You can ask us questions, comment, share your whatever you need to share, okay? And I am really, as I said, I am deeply honored. Um, I have with me is no, is not a person who that no one knows. In fact, he is a, a global, his popularity is global and he is a Shaolin master. And when I asked him, when I asked him to write a little something, he just wrote me a few sentences. But trust me, if you go to Wikipedia, you can read more about him. And of course, he's no stranger to any kind of um, online presence. He has a superb online presence and thanks to that because now we could really use his expertise and his wisdom so deru sean lu okay and he is the founder of global zen consciousness conference and i i would want to hear more about that and he's also a founder and advocator of zen taigong and founder of deru media with deru academy and his my main topic today is about what life what life is how do you know see the title of is what is life in total freedom sorry i had a little brain freeze what life in total freedom what is life um and it's, it's just perfect perfect for this 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 time because we have a lot of restrictions physical restrictions and some of it are like limitations on the things that 
we need to say or something. But nevertheless, Master Shideru will lead us to that moment-to-moment -moment experience of life in total freedom. And, and again, um, at one conversation we had, Shifu, you also shared me on how you came to United States, and even in Wikipedia, it tells you that you were you were in in China when during the time of political upheaval. And I know, is studying history and experiencing political upheaval in the Philippines. It's that's not an easy um, environment, and yet you were able to get out of that situation and made the most of it and now here you are so please feel free tell us about it because it's always good to hear what one um, the history and little background of what made you who you are right now and so please teach all right, I, I cannot say I'm teaching, I'm just sharing, sharing my experience, sharing what I studied, sharing something we all explore together into humanity, into life, and uh, make the life more, not just tolerable, but a life more harmonious, life more pleasant, life more, in a, not just happy, but enjoy with the joy, you know, and that joy is universal joy. The joy is with the love, with the connection, with the wholeness of the universe, and we connect with the empowerment uh, from the universe, and uh, not only from humanity. And uh, I, of course, I have experienced some of the life like everybody else, slightly different. I wouldn't say tough, but that's what it is. And, uh, you know, I, my, my mother left me a second day I was born. And uh, because of the political reasons, I was not supposed to be born, you know, that's uh, so to speak, because uh, we had uh, three you know, disciplines before me, and they already had the hat with the counter-revolutionary kids. You have another counter-revolutionary kids, you know, it's just not, a, it's not a good for the government at that time. And today's government is totally different. They, you know, they changed a lot. I mean, much more um, friendly. Even though a lot of people think it's not as friendly as it could be, but uh, compared to the past, eighties, seventies, sixties, that's it's very, very different. Because in sixties, seventies, if you talk about the United States, you get arrested. Oh yeah, you can, you can, you get, you get shot, and that's the reality of those days. But today, in, and uh, there are a lot of interaction, there are a lot of communication, a lot of people, people begin to mingle together. And I see a lot of progress in China, and beautiful progress. So what I see is, uh, and uh, when I was young, and then I was uh, um, basically often on the street, and ate all kinds of things, and if I have a, like a sprinkle of salt put into the water, that was, that was the, Probably most luxury thing I can ever get is to put a drinkable salt into the water because of the, the water is no longer just dirty water. The water has a salt. So the water also can give a little bit of cleanness to that, uh, to that water. And then so just uh, that, that is the life I was in and uh, very tough. And then so, but from that life, I begin to um, 
to learn how to live in the life and uh, instead of see as a suffering but see as trials as testing as examination as uh, you know something can never be to do better and to overcome and um, difficulties overcome challenges overcome obstacles but different people probably have different obstacles in life but my obstacles probably uh, compared to Americans, a little bit uh, um, probably harsher to some degree. And I remember the best month I had with my, with my Shifu, Sushi, the great master Sushi, and uh, the Shonen Temple. And at that time, two people, three months, 80 cents. That was the best month because we had 80 cents, but most of the time we probably have two cents or no cents at all. But uh, you know, two, three months will get 80 cents. That's a lot of money to us. 80 mm -hmm. cents, a lot of money for two people. Just a, that's just a different standard you stay. You know, we live in, you know, we sleep on bricks, that's fine. You know, we sleep on the bamboos, that's fine. I don't have problems with it because that's all we did. And now, mm -hmm. somebody, I heard somebody martial arts when I was like, a, um, you know, 11, probably 11 years old. 11 or 12, I don't, I, I don't remember anymore. However, that, that parish is probably had about at least 60, 70 patches on it. It was no, no, no bottom, but I was happy. I had, a, I had a pair of shoes. I never had the shoes because I always bare feet. And they had a pair of shoes to have with the cover, even though they have like a, you know, probably each pair has maybe 61, this one, 60 on this one, maybe a hundred of them, over a hundred patches on it. But at least I had a pair of shoes. And I feel happy. I was very happy because somebody cannot give me to pay me, you know, like some people pay you 10 cents or 15 cents or two cents or sometimes give you a, a bread, something. But people give me a pair of shoes. I was very happy. So. That's the life you you live in, but are you you satisfied with anything you have? You know, yeah, there was no electricity. You know, I never had electricity from the until I was pretty older, and uh, so it's a different life you live. In. And uh, but, you know, this, this is luxury. You know, one of my students told me that was uh, probably more than 15 years ago, and I don't want to mention her name. His uh, his his name. He's very 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 decent man, but he has a good job. And he told me, you know, I'm so poor. And I have to pay my telephone bills for $150. I have to pay $1,000 for my, for my apartment. I have to pay my car bills. I spend almost $2,500 for that. I don't have much money left. So, wow, that's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. That was my life. Life, lifetime earnings for a lot of people in China during my time. More than life earnings. You spent two months on a on telephone bill. And people, you you're poor. <laughs> yeah, so when, then, then at one point, you lived with the monks, right? We lived, so how old were you when you lived with the monks? And with other monks. And then I, uh, I, 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 I learned martial arts for a lot of people, just the various, various people. But the, the only person 
I was under as a disciple, that's Great Master Sushi. He was the chief monk of the Shaolin Temple and for, for, for a long time. He was over there in 1930s up to today, up to, you know, the few years ago he passed away. And the people call him the last monk of the Shaolin Temple. Because why he called him the last monk? Because he was in the area without getting involved with the politicals, with the government, with all that, you know, when Shaolin Temple was the pure separation from any other political things. And uh, so the, and at the same time, he was really devoted to his uh, Buddhism and practices, to martial arts, to Zen meditation, and then to the vegetarian food, to and, uh, the, the books. And um, so he's the one that sort of saved the Shaolin Temple's history in terms of the documents, in terms of the books, in terms of, you know, scripts of the martial arts, in terms of the past history, he buried some of the books and some of the things, you know, risk his life because during mm -hmm. the Cultural Revolution, and those things, if you if you kept any of them, you can you can get shot, and people can yeah. kill you. If you if you no government can kill you, the red red guards will kill you or kill you. So those those that's those days because he was captured by the red guards and they put in a well, and. Uh, for two weeks, people just forgot about him, but he meditated through. And when, he, when people got out, got him out, they thought he was dead. But he's, he didn't die. Why? Because that was the best two weeks he have ever had, because he was alone, even though no food, no water, but the, on the well, inside the well, there's some moisture he can, you know, tap into, and he smell, and he meditate, and he live with the earth. And he, it was beautiful. He was, that was the most beautiful without interrupting, without interference, without anybody beat him up. And he was peaceful with the nature, with the earth, with the universe. But how did you end up with him? Is it like, um, how, how does it work? Like since you were living um, on the street, so how, how did you end up in the same I was uh, first, I, I was born, you know, as a Presbyterian actually. I was born in Presbyterian church at my grandparents, my maternal grandparents' house. My, my own grandfather passed away when my father was a little tiny kid, tiny baby. And then my, my, mother, my grandmother and really worked hard to become the landlord, later on getting in trouble in the communist system. And then I become an orphan because my maternal Grandparents later on came to a grand to my uncle. My uncle lived in that area, and that time there was no Shaolin Temple because the Shaolin Temple was existed by the government won't let you run it. But the temple just like a village, and they mingle together, you know. And then the different villages. My uncle was a good friend with my shifu, was a good friend with with the Tago, was a good friend with a lot of people around. So and then and then I visit. And then I study with a lot of people around in the in that in that part of the town. My shifu, you know, you know, secret taught me here, there, and give me some points. But uh, I was not able to become his student, I said, because you cannot say his, his you are his students. You already had a bad name with your kind of revolutionary background, and then you study with this uh, a monk who was also condemned by the government, 
And uh, this is the, 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 the double con contamination, and you can be really in trouble. So, uh, but uh, everything is underground. Okay. Studied with the different people, but some people, if they're peasants, they can talk to you for a few moments, and no problem because they're parents, they're peasants. And if some people are communist leaders, and you do something for them, they just show a few things, it's okay. But if you study with my shifu, oh, you'll be in trouble, you know, those days. So, but I became his, his officially become his disciple, that's later. And I already no longer studied with him, but during my study with him, I could not become his disciple, but I became his disciple later. And then, and then I studied with him for a long, long time, and in and out since the 1960s, the early 60s, and the beginning of the 50s, even though I'm only 37 years old. And uh, so that's what I see. And then I, I've been doing this for, I started teaching 1968, 69, I, I started teaching. And I started the study in 1959 and 58, and I didn't know anything, you know. But I began to, you know, you know, I was like a five, six years old, I began to get a little bit more interested. And then eight years old, I began to really get into it. And uh, we studied pretty hard, and we, and even though, and when I was five, I remember, and I was helping the local villager, and a leader put his uh, nine goats into the shoring, behind the Shonin temple. There are a lot of mountains, the villages over there. And then you put uh, the goats on the mountains and you stay with the goats. And you get up at 4.30 in the morning, you, you do some training, and then you, like at six, seven o'clock, you take the goats to the mountain and you get some grass, get something, get some, you know, anything can eat. So you, you, you cut some of the tree branches, and there's leaves for the for the goats to eat later, and that's what you know. I was five, with almost six years old. I did it like for one and a half year, one and a half years, and uh, that was a full time job. And uh, you know, United States, you're five years old, you got a job. That's illegal. But <laughs> in China, it's probably illegal. Everybody, a lot of people did that. And I was not only one, probably. And but those that's those days, you know. Mm -hmm. and you eat, you do everything. On the mountain, you know, and uh, I remember one time I was guilty and I was a thief, and I have to tell you I was a thief when I was a kid, and because I went, I went through a communist leaders' a training place, and then a window was open, and then there was a, there were a lot of bread, and I, wow, I was hungry for days, days. I was starving. You were bread for the communist party leaders, you know. And I took one. I, I was guilty for a long time, and I suppose not supposed to take somebody's bread. But uh, that's what you know. That uh, my shoe was not. I took some. I took a, a bread from the. I I, I, I confess. I took a bread from the company's uh, in the kitchen. You know? And because the old window was broken, I just took my. I used my hand, and I just <laughs> I just took one. And then you know, that's, I think the, that was that bread probably. Between I ate one thing and another, and uh, probably three months there was only one bread I have ever eaten, you know, and white bread. Most time, what do you eat? You eat like a the, 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 the grass, 
You know, something kind of edible, some trees that could be eaten. I was warning sometimes to recognize what was good, what is the poisonous. So when we're kidding, you have to learn. You learn the hard way. And uh, I guess all of us, all, all, all of us, um, especially for some some people who really grew up in difficult times because i know that it's not only china who had that a lot of political upheavals in other countries as well but that that hardship always mold us always make us even better to know how to survive and that was that's always interesting and that's that's why i appreciate your your story then but when did you when did you realize that you would want to be a doctor because you were also you got this degree of oriental medicine from traditional Chinese school of medicine in Anhui province. Yes, right? this is what happened. You know, when I was um, and when I was a kid, I studied with my shifu, studied with the different shifus. And those days, you know, the old shifu, they all knew some, uh, some, some medicine because they, they required uh, some medicine to heal. Because you got injuries here, you got injuries there, and always the to heal. So I learned some herbs, learned some acupuncture, learned some manipulation. I didn't have license. Later on, I did go to school. When I was getting older, I went to school to get a to go to school so that I can get an intern. So they can send a central hospital. So I can work in the hospital as an intern. I did two years intern at the hospital, and then I went to medical school and only province. This school is kind of like a medical training school. It's like a two and a half years, and uh, because you have some some uh, background. And then they give you two and a half years training. You get a license, you know, sort of like a certificate, whatever. You can practice. So that's what I did. I did a, at the number one hospital of Wuhu, Angry Province, and for two over two years as a physician. And, um, and then I studied long before that because I and do did acupuncture, did herbs. I because when I was a kid, I always tried to learn how to do herbs to because. One time when I, I told you, when I was five, six years old, I swore in my face and everything was swollen. Not because of the, I did lack of food, I swollen all the time. If I was swollen, it was even worse than any, any other times because it was a poison. And then I began to learn you know, what other things are good, what other things are not good, what are the herbs. So I began to learn a lot of things. And my, by the way, my grandmother used to have a factory, you know, two factories, more factories, to produce herb, herb medicine. And then I also went to visit my grandmother uh, once in a while. And then, you know, she always, uh, you know, and teach me a few things here there because she was the landlord. Landlord was very suppressed in those days. Hmm. Because the landlord, one of the, one of the number one enemies of the country in China called a Di Fu Fan Hui Yu. Di means uh, the landlord, the number one, uh, are the bad people. That's according to the that? government. The landlord are the enemy of the country. Di fu, fu means you're rich, you're enemy of the country. Because they're, they're supposed to rise, let us poor people to confiscate, to rob the, oh, the, 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 rob the rich, rob the landlord, rob the capitalist. Di fu fan, hui you. Di, you know, you have land, you have a capitalist, and you're the number one. And then you you be rich, you're number two. And the fan means you you're against anything you do. Mm -hmm. These people, of course, they were against the Communist Party those days. You know, I never did anything, but uh, I was born with a crime. I never committed. Mm -hmm. 
according to they that uh, you know and uh, that a that a policy at that time and then later uh, you know you have a fan means a counter revolutionary and my father was counter revolutionary my grandmother was uh, you know landlord you know that would make me just basically double you know, <laughs> you, you're, you are really in between. Baby enemy, whatever. You know, but even though you were labeled that way, but the people treat you a little bit different because there are a lot of kind of people there. It doesn't matter what a party, Communist Party or Republican Party or the Democratic Party. That's why I do not believe in parties because I see human beings are human beings. We all have that compassion. We all have that kindness. We all have that goodness within us. So I see a lot of people. I have a lot of people who are in the Communist Party, a lot of people in the government. They treat me pretty well. Why? Because I see I was often I work hard. I never, you know, really enjoy like other people all enjoy life. But I always work. Work is my enjoyment. Work, you know, and do anything to pay attention to and um, to do something that uh, take action is my enjoyment because that's what I was doing in the Kung Fu, what I was doing in, you know, in tumbling. That was what I doing in, you know, to, to feed the goats and what I was doing in work I do, I put, put attention in it. So and that made me feel, and if you do anything, put your mind into it, put your attention to it, and you can, you can prevail and you can do well. And the people will respect that. So a lot of people do respect that, you know. And I, of course, even though I was a beggar and I was very courteous, and you say, yeah, sometimes, sometimes people, people do beat you up once in a while, and because the kids that don't understand, no most time the adults never beat up me up. They always be kind to me because I was so young. I was five, six years old, seven years old, you know. And uh, and I was still except that uh, you know that that one time I stole some bread from that. Uh, and one bread from that uh, leader, uh, in a leader's cooking. So, and I think people respect me and for what I do, you know. And then I carried that away. And when I was a kid, I never went to school, you know. And then later on, people really invited me to go to school. I did three years of school, actually. I did do three, three years of school. But then later on, when I was growing up, and then I realized I need to go to college. And then I said, well, I'm going to prepare for college. People say, are you crazy? I out of it now. Have your mind? Are you nuts? <laughs> People take up <laughs> 12 years to go to college. You know, you did it you already forgot everything, you know. And then you competed with high school kids in China during that time, 10 years. There was no college for 10 years. And all these accumulated people, they didn't have a chance to go to college. They competed with each other. And you want to compete with these people? Are you crazy? <laughs> so let me ask you, Shifu. Because from hearing your story, you were so educated already from the streets, from life's story, from all your experiences, and then you're going to a formal education. So which which of this help you most, you know, in your practice now? Yeah, I, I do think, you know, and actually practice make more. Actual practice, actual live on the street, actual help people. You know, I help thousands of people, thousands of thousands of people. And I help them not to heal them, but give them another, another, another opportunity. They can heal themselves. Give them another light. They can see, you know, open the window. They can see the light. Open the door. They see us another door. Open the 
curtain, they say over the curtain, there's another world, healthy world. So that's how it is. And uh, a lot of people with back problems, shoulder problems, neck problems. Let me give you an example. When I, uh, I got my uh, driver license in China, got a driver license, it's the most difficult time. Because in the 70s, you got a driver license. You know, the whole city probably, you can count a few people get a license those days. And, uh, but I was uh, in the hospital. I helped these uh, few leaders and uh, get the neck in, in, in place, get the shoulders in place and get the health in place. And I feel I helped them a lot. They, they were kind because I was kind to them. They begin to return the kindness. Doesn't matter what a party they belong to. They're kind to me. And they, they together, they got me a license. And to, 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 to be a truck driver and to be out of the place. Because why truck driver is more important at that time than a doctor. I was a doctor, I remember. I was a physician and become a truck driver. The truck driver, I can go anywhere. Nobody bother me. I, I can escape from that uh, political meetings every twice a week. <laughs> because uh, whenever you political meeting, you feel you are criticized. You can be condemned. That is psychological pressure. It was very hard for them. So as a driver, you can drive anywhere. And you don't have to go to the meetings. That was the freedom. I, that was me. Freedom is everything. <laughs> and when you're a tr truck driver, you can do anything. You can help people to carry something. People always, you know, give something to return. And they, you know, people, you know, help each other. It's very important. And of course, I drove, I, I drove for a factory, but the factory people also treated me very well. Yes. And that's why in your um, two words that I like in your bio that you wrote for me it says you are a lifetime student and it's actually more than two words but it is a lifetime student and universe true explorer <laughs> that's true. it seems like all those little stories that you share is because you're just excited and you just embrace whatever um experience offered to you that you welcome and so nowadays Sometimes people wants to be, you know, wants really to be choosy. Or if we have a choice, we want a lot of comfort. And now we don't want the difficult ones. And yet you, during that time, and even now, whatever situation is presented to you, you just embrace it. And you said, work, uh, the, you love what you do. And that, I remember many expressions have you that, work is love the khalil gibran wrote work is love made visible and he said if we love our work and we work what we love then we'll have true freedom is that what you're referring to right shifu yes yes, yes ma'am you know i did all kind of jobs i was iron smith i was um an assistant to a to a uh, to a constructor and it just basically to help people with mud, you know, and then I was a mud digger, and I was a street, you know, of course, I was a street vendor. I used to sell and the, the tobaccos. When I was a kid, you know, I didn't have a, I didn't have a job. I didn't have anything. Suddenly, suddenly I thought of it. I can pick up some street, you don't have this secret, but this big. Then I tear the part that burned, and they use the powder, you have a piece of tobacco and they put together 
and then make a new tobacco to sell. Those three days, and uh, you know, I was a kid. I anything to sell, I do it. So I sold so much. I remember that the biggest money I sold was twenty cents. Oh, that was the bigger money to me. Twenty cents—that's a lot of money. So I did anything, you know, and、uh, pick on the pick anything on the street and、uh, to do anything, you know, and、uh, the lot of jobs I have been through. But what I see, good jobs to experience, to enable yourself to see different aspects of life, different different spectrum of humanity. That's all, and、uh, that's enable me. And the beginning sometimes is harsh. Sometimes people curse you. People you know beat you up. Yes, it is tough in those days. You cry a little bit later on. Say, well, you know, this is life. You know, if you embrace it, if you overcome, if you embrace all these difficult times and other things, it's a、uh, oh, wow. That was so easy, you know. And、uh, so it's it's it's, it's an attitude, I guess you can say. And if you treat them as the, Trial. If you treat them as exam, if you treat them as a test, if you treat them as a lesson for you to learn and to enable you, and then you see things totally different. Now, can you tell us about quantum consciousness, and especially also that you are the founder of the Global Zen Consciousness Conference? Okay, and the consciousness, I see, you know, Zen. It's all about consciousness, and a lot of people heard of probably heard of the Zen. There's a Catholic、uh, gentleman whose name is the Alan Watts, and then later on I begin to see his videos. I said, "Wow, you know, he he when he talked to took talk to Americans, basically he gave the idea of the Shorin Temple and the old days, not today's Shorin, but the old days Shorin Temple. The Zen idea, the Zen is."、Uh, The Shaolin Temple. Okay, Shaolin Temple is the birthplace of Zen. So that idea of the Taoist, the idea of the Buddhist, and combined together is called Zen. That space, that emptiness, that nothingness, that flow with nature, flow with the universe, and and let yourself trust the nature, trust the universe. That idea of flow, and then he explained to a lot of lot of、um, Americans, and he did a great job. And I begin to see. So that is the human consciousness about the empty in the mind. Instead of thinking, instead of depend on books, instead of depend on indoctrination, instead of depend on churches, because there are a lot of churches there. Every church say my church is the best, and you know every temple say my temple is the best. You know, let's go beyond that. We all religious. I am very religious person, but I'm not going to be in certain religion per se. Whatever they can put the label there, thousands of religions over there, and the churches different types over there. I don't want to be indoctrinated in certain religion or certain dogma or certain authority. What I see, I see myself as a freedom, a personal freedom, freedom to explore. And any religion they have a lot, lot of great things, but they have also have dogmas, and I would rather. Go beyond that dogma, beyond that indoctrination, beyond that regulation, beyond that frames, beyond that cages. I would, I would call it sometimes, and then let's rise above. 
The rise above that's human consciousness. Yes, you have low consciousness. You, you be aware of things. You have a high consciousness. You connect yourself with the nature. You have even higher consciousness. You compare. You connect yourself, resonate yourself with that conscious matrix of the cosmos. And then what I see is the human beings. It's not like uh, um, the universe. Uh, anything else is the, the same thing. And we are the projection of the origin. Start from the Big Bang. Before the Big Bang, I believe and I see because that's what I'm imagination. That's what I see all my life. I believe the Big Bang. I believe before the Big Bang. There's not a Big Bang before the Big Bang. I believe the life is infinite. That's what I see. You know, it doesn't matter it's right or wrong, and I, that's what I explore. And the Perros, one of the quantum physicists, uh, John Hopkins, uh, 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 collaborator, uh, John Hopkins, a collaborator. They work together, work together, and he sees. And the black hole, he sees that a big bang, he sees the quantum physics, and then he sees beyond the big bang. And his theory, a lot of times, similar to mine, he's the, also his colleague and uh, a steward and Hamoff, who also came to my uh, Zen conference, uh, Zen conscious conference. And he and he used the words at the beginning. We debate a lot. We almost call each other. And he said, "There's, there's no nothing. There's always something." And then I begin to explain what I see as the great void, what I see as emptiness, what I see as the conscious uh, universe, what I see as that uh, nothingness. Oh. And he realized when I talk about nothingness, what I talk about the potentiality is the same thing. Potentiality is the origin. That's original potentiality explode, and uh, that's a formulas from the formulas to forms and to reality. What we see, but what we see in reality is a visible reality. The very very tiny thing. It's like only four percent according to science. Only four percent we can see visible. The ninety six percent we don't see. Can you say okay, ninety six percent are fake, and one of the four percent is real? You know, that's, that's powerful, Shifu. You're yeah, that's powerful because you and I share with your thoughts, with your wisdom. Like there's even I don't know. There's no for me. There's really no such thing as nothingness because that nothingness never even exists. So, but before you continue, Shifu, I just want to acknowledge the people who are watching us. Okay, and then um, Homa is making a, made a comment that she really appreciate this concept to embrace the life happening happenings in all matters. And so we appreciate you, everyone who is watching us and who's getting engaged and do share it. Yeah, and and then we can yes, Shifu. Um, it's it's great that you're emphasizing that in terms of commonality instead instead of division and your emphasis of uh not just believing um what 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 someone is telling us or what the church or or what our culture even our culture could indoctrinate us so we have to go beyond beyond what we our cultures beyond our local churches or our even Sometimes our family, and it's you even said that you you inherited the things that you know, like for your uncle who's a landlord, you inherited, and it's like a movie, like a movie in some cult, you know, that whatever is the sin, 
of the parents as if you get it and get, you know, but we can create new experiences, right, Shifu? So yes. go ahead and talk more about that, please. So what I see is uh, create a new, new beginning because from that, uh, people say authentic. Okay, you study authentic account, you study your authentic lineage. And I don't see that way. I see, what I see nothing is, is the potentiality. What I see nothing is the, the infinite possibility. What I see nothing is, is the infinite wisdom. It has nothing with the, just the nothing is over here. It's something you don't see. It's invisible, but it is full of wisdom. It's full of potentiality, full of possibilities. That's how it is. So from that, we can create anything, you know? And if we dwell ourselves in books, if we dwell ourselves in indoctrination, and dwell ourselves in thoughts, in emotions, and we become, we become the past. We live in the past. Let's move forward, live at the present. At every moment, we can create something new. And every moment, we can see something new. Every moment, we can open ourselves. Every moment, we can download a lot of things from the universe. And every moment, we can connect with the people. And we can have build a lot of beautiful relationship with people. And we can relate to people. We can and uh, resonate with each other and resonate with the universe, res with, resonate with the nature. And then that makes totally different self. When you're open, you no longer dwell yourself. You no longer stick with your past. You no longer cling to the emotions. You no longer cling to the attachments. You no longer cling to the cultures or the certain you know, authorities, but you open up to see what is there because the universe full of possibilities. And when you see that, and then you see new world and you open a new world and you create a new world. And that's what I do. And I have a program called a golden child program. I want to kids sometimes we believe we have to go to first grade, to second grade, to third grade, to fourth grade. And then when I was a third grade, I didn't do anything anymore. But later, I spent two years to finish nine, nine years of school. Well, that means that you can finish more than nine years within two years. Why you have to take nine years? You know, to me, it's a silly. And the people told me it was impossible because it, it took nine years every day you have to study. And then you have studied really hard and to do nine years in order to get here. But I studied two years and I, I became the top five in you know, the big region. Hundreds of thousands of people I know who have been to high school. I was the only one who didn't go to high school, but I overcome that uh, dogma and I overcome that uh, groove the education. And then I become the, one of the top ones among that, uh, among that large group. So what I see is that uh, um, human beings has a lot of potential. And then, but if we frame ourselves in certain groups, and then we just uh, destroy ourselves. Sometimes the education, not only in China, not only in the United States, worldwide, a lot of education is violent education. Why? Compete. Okay, you have to do the same thing. Everybody do the, do the same. Everybody does the same thing. Same education, same books, and same you know curriculum is silly. The universe is not the same. You're not the same. You ask the fish to climb in the mountain. You like the monkey to, to swim under the water. It just uh, it doesn't make sense to me. I always say, Shifu, that the, the best things that I learn in life 
that makes me happy, makes me successful are the things that I learned outside the formal school, yeah, <laughs> outside yeah. my formal schooling, you know? So, yes. and so are there, because um, can you uh, suggest or show our viewers on some movements that may be helpful so that they could at least start moving forward to that infinite uh, possibility. Sure, yeah, you know, what I do is not based on religion. What I do is not based on, you know, authorities. What I do is based on my experience, that's all. You know, I just share with you. And even though I have a medical degree and uh, I have, you know, I have a master's degree in exercise physiology, and I have a biology degree. However, it doesn't matter because that's give me some uh, some theoretical things to prove I was right or prove I was wrong or I my experience prove that education was wrong. And then we give each other evidence or give each other support or or just eliminate each other. And whichever we experience the reality in life, that is the matter uh, to me the most. That experience matter to me the most. That's what I see, experiment. Uh, over here, I did call the Zen Taigong, which is uh, combined with uh, meditation, combined with the sitting meditation, living, you know, standing meditation, combined with the moving meditation, combined with the yoga meditation, you know, and the Kung Fu meditation. What I all call, everything I call meditation, or the vegetarian meditation. And then you eat with it, that's meditation into me. And, uh, you know, it's a mindset. It's a, I have a couple of things I did together. And then let me just show you one or two things. And, um, you know, maybe everybody enjoyed it. Maybe you say, well, that's not my cup of tea. That's okay too. All right. Let me yeah, do it. Yeah, because it, it's perfect. Because uh, many people, uh, especially in the United States, they, you know, I believe there's many who are into body movement, into martial arts. And I say you can find anything in United States when it comes to martial arts. Okay, good, 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 good. Okay. <laughs> so what I do is uh, I totally um, enlightenment, kind of like a resonant with a lot with the Bruce Lee. And Bruce Lee believed that uh, you, if you fall into one style, you have the stylization, you have the crystallization of one form and disregard the other, and then you restrict yourself. That's what I see. You know, in the United States, I study with anybody I can. You know, Thai boxing, or Jiu-Jitsu, or Judo. I see a lot of things came from the Kung Fu, from the Shorten Temple, but they go with some of the things they did beyond. So some of the things that I can see what they do, and then I want to see, see learn from them, and that go beyond. That's what I see. Over here, I just demonstrate a few, few things that I for Shifu, for just one, one second, one minute, please, Shifu. Okay, oh, okay. okay perfect. No, I, I was, we can see you. You can see me? Uh-huh, yeah, perfect. Read out. Breathe in. Breathe in. 
Okay, just talking. Thank you. <laughs> that that other than looking very graceful, it looks it looks powerful. <laughs> it seems like there's a um that that breathing really makes a difference, right? In like yes. an intentional. I have, I have a set of you know, different kind of breathing. I learned from different people in, in China and then also coordinated with uh, NASA, the sound from NASA and I, uh, you know, from the universe, from the galaxy, anything I can learn. I just uh, kind of in, mingle them together. And uh, that's, uh, I'm, learn I'm a learner. I just want to learn anything in, uh, and experience it. And it's feeding me from a good health and from a good vibe, of a good spirit. And I do it. And uh, I'm a, a good example, so I do not uh, uh, go to this, uh, you know, disease status. I'm always in a healthy status, always beyond the healthy status, always connected with the cosmic uh, conscious status. That's what I see. And then you never worry about it any of that uh, fear of the disease, fear of the disharmony, fear of that uh, incoherence, that uh, incoherence with the universe. But you always stay on top of it. You always stay connected, and you feel and um, you're happier, 
and enjoy life. And uh, this is the, you can treat this as the, 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 the paradise, and so to speak, if you do so, if you, your mind is into it, your coherent energy and uh, your vibration is uh, coherent with the universe, and then everything, it is you, produce the life that are beauty. What makes it what makes the what makes the martial arts shifu different from just on ordinary other physical fitness movement? Um, martial arts, one of the things is different is uh, when you do martial arts, a lot of things is that you know you, you focus on the energy power, you focus, focus on the vibration. Yes, coherent, it is, you know, it's like other exercise, they they, they focus on the movement. Uh, the focus on you know certain muscles, certain things, but the martial arts is a whole body, whole mind. Because your mind has to be flow at all times, and the motion of the mind, the motion of the body. A lot of times you deal with it very various situations. You know, I trained a lot of fighters. <clears throat> I trained uh, Kong Lee. Probably a lot of people heard of Kong Lee. One of the Kong Lee's trainer, a sitting trainer, actually from uh, the Philippines, and he helped the Kong for many many years. His name is Eddie. And uh, so when, when I train Kong Lee, and uh, I see Kong Lee not only does he Kung Fu fighting or Sanda fighting or Sanshu fighting, but he also learned you know, other wrestling, other boxing, other things. So every spectrum of that physical contact or physical combat, not only just protect yourself, but also give you vibe, give you that, uh, you know, you feel, you can deal with any situation and uh, give you that confidence and other people do not have. You say, well, I want to be peaceful. I want to be a victim. And you become always become a victim. But if you strengthen yourself, if you can deal with any situations and you don't have to be violent with the people, when you cautious with the people, when you kind with the people, and then you have that uh, ability to do so. For example, you know, I have a, our friend who is uh, probably 190 years old, 190 pound, and uh, and he, I can lift him up and very easily any time I can throw him. Another person in spot is one of my, you know one of my good students, and he's a 360 pound. He's a huge. He's really muscle muscular, but uh, every time I say, well, I'm going to do a demonstration, he was always afraid I'm going to throw him because. The, when I threw you, it doesn't matter you want or not. I, I will throw you. And even you 300, 400 pounds, I think I'm you on my shoulder. Why? Because it's not me you on my shoulder. It is you. I want to trick you and put it in my, on my shoulder and I threw you on the ground. Because I'm a wrestler. I use that uh, different, uh, um, I call it, people call it four changing, means four answers and, and overcome 2,000 pounds. And that means I use your energy to let you go, let you go. That's what it is. And uh, because you do this all, all your life. And then uh, I did the wrestling since I was a kid. And then I did, uh, you know, kickboxing. I did uh, kung fu and um, a lot of things. And uh, it's enjoyable. It's, it's, uh, yes, there are exercises, but uh, they also deal with the situations. That also help you to overcome lot of things because you do exercise you do just do but when you do this something powerful and your energy has to you have to put your whole heart into it have to put all 
all your energy into it, put all your tension into it, 100%. When people punch you, you got to get out of the way, you know, and you go to a counterattack. You got to do the move, sweep, and you got to do to use different positions to get into the situation. And when people come in and in and out, and you see before he moves, and you already see what he's gonna do. Why? Because you see, you see so many times it's not from your eyes, but from the feel, the sense. You sense it. Sometimes I, I, you know, people. For example, one guy you know, want to really, really hit me, and he want to see if. And the people claim I was an iron leg. He wanted to test my iron leg. You know, I know that he already, before he hit me, I already know. I just put on my leg over there. I didn't even kick him. And that was in Phoenix. As an American gentleman. And uh, his leg immediately swollen, like a breath, like a, like a blue breath, you know, like a purple breath. And then just, uh, so what I see is that, uh, that during that process of that, uh, training and you see different energies it's a play it's a drama it's energy it is about energy flow it is not to contact to beat others rather to see the world with all kinds of challenges with all kinds of signals with all kinds of things that you can't flow with it that's what it is you detect it is flow with it and uh, you learn, you learn, not from the eyes, from the physical being, but from mental being. Let me give you another example. One of my students, whose name is Patrick Barry, who fought a UFC, very famous UFC fight. And uh, the gentleman from, uh, from uh, uh, Holland and beat him so many times, he said, I cannot beat him. He beat me so many times in Holland. And I never win a single time from him because he was a training partner of his. And because he's supposed to be beaten every time because that set him into his mind. So when the, when the time comes, he's supposed to fight UFC. And he, he didn't train some different. He just did some meditation, some visualization, some you know, interaction, and then to watch his movie a little bit. And then when the time comes, when he during the fight, Second round, he knocked that guy out. He was just like, hilarious. He's jumping all over the place. <laughs> how, 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 how did I knock him out? That's precisely because during meditation, you begin to sense, you learn how to detect. Your mind begins to flow with him. You really, really overcome your own fear. You unblock your own energy. You channel your energy. You begin to open up. You see anything comes in, and you deal with it. Before it comes in, you already test it. You already, you already get it. Before that person is attacked you, you already, your hands are already there. That's how it is. And you finally, you down the moment. You slow down the moment. It's sort of like that in, you are in different dimensions. You slow down everything. Just so like you finally learn it. When you drive so 80 miles per hour, some people drive 40 miles per hour. Wow, he's so slow. No, he's to other people, 20 miles per hour, he's very fast. So it's about perspective. It is about what you see from your perspective and your consciousness, your mind, your energy. That makes a difference. And these things don't happen overnight, Shifu, right? You, so one, you have to practice, keep practicing. Like it's just lately on that I haven't gone to my um, Filipino martial arts class, but my teacher, um, Guru Frank, 
he he does a lesson with us that it's like a sensitivity training that we with hands yeah. together and then the the point of the practice is that what i'm learning is it's not even about physical power it's about sensitivity so that you would even like use that is if if the person is too strong the you can even defeat the person because you can sense what he's about to do because it's yes. so strong yes. <laughs> and yet if you do it softly the person that i'm practicing with may not even be able to figure out what i'm trying to do because i just do it softly yes, yes. yeah so it's about energy it's about energy you know and when you're and when they're in a zoom and you see a lot of things differently and from the outsiders a lot of things a lot of people practice on techniques on the high level uh, the techniques is not that as important as the mindset and and uh, of course your physical physical conditioning your endurance and uh, you know your the, the way you practice you know the the the, the toughness and you know they all they all matters different facets of things but the mind is more important than anything else. Yes, that's what I said. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about Bruce Lee and Dan Inosanto, my two favorite people? Okay, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, Dan, you know, actually, I did not uh, um, meet him, but I, you know, I, uh, I was going to, I was introduced to him one time when I went to see uh, Dan and uh, the uh, jet um, um, in, in, in Danny the jet in. Uh, in Los Angeles, yeah. and we missed each other. However, Dan is one of the persons who worked with Bruce Lee for years, and he was in Bruce Lee's movie. He was one of the closest students of Bruce Lee. He's the one actually sort of carried Bruce Lee's legacy forward, and in teaching and Bruce Lee's, uh, you know, qigong per se. However, Dan is also good with the Namta. And he was actually helped Bruce Lee with his numbers. And at the beginning, you know, Bruce Lee didn't really like that. But later on, Bruce Lee really good at good, got good at it. Because Bruce Lee's flow with energy is tremendous. You know, because he didn't he didn't care what kind of equipment, what kind of thing. He always to you know want to learn. He always willing to learn. That's one of the properties he had. He has, and then I see we have a lot of things resonant with each other. And I met his family, and uh, a couple of times in Los Angeles when I in the host tournament when I do, did a lot of events with them and with the people. And uh, so I see Dan is the one and really promoted that uh, that art that Chikungu. Uh, and uh, without a style, really not focused on one style. Yes, it has the Chinese martial arts style. It has Honga, it has Wing Chun, it has Shaolin. It has a lot of things in it, but not a specific style per se to bury into it or into certain forms. Of course, Bruce Lee learned a lot more forms, but then um, he taught them more interactions in, 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 that, in that matter. For, and then I over here, of course, I inherited a lot of things from the Shaolin Temple in terms of forms, in terms of weapons, in terms of in the different styles of learning. And I learned probably over 
50 styles of things in the famous Zhongnan Temple. But I do not see a certain style is that important than others. I see in, if you can use the best of everything and to serve yourself, to enable yourself, to heighten yourself, to expand yourself, and uh, to empower yourself, that is more important than anything. And instead of you know, certain styles, and um, that's what I see. Then, kind of promote that idea of Buddhi, that something useful, something really, really help people. And I see he taught a lot of people individually, and that's good. I see a couple. I saw a couple of videos that he did. Yeah, I have. I have a lot of people, and I know in Los Angeles, I taught a couple of people. And I see Dan and uh, Danny the Jet, and he's one of the very, very and uh, famous fighter in New, during the nineteen. 70s and, and the beginning of the 80s and uh, I visited him for for, uh, for a week over a week and when I was in Los Angeles and of course sometimes I uh, host some other seminars in Los Angeles and uh, and actually and I, I I knew a lot of people even you know from the Arnold Schwarzenegger also from Los Angeles and he hosted this uh, called uh, um, Arnold Classic and I always help him with this Arnold Classic I was the chief referee for his event. Arnold Classic in 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 Ohio, you know, and uh, he hosts the he hosts the Master Arts Tournament within his classic Arnold Classics, and I did a lot of seminars for him, and we we all you know we we all work together with the people from a, from different part of the nation or different part of the world, so to speak, and uh, Master Arts is a, a good family, and I promote all martial arts, I believe that everybody has a different uh, and, um, marriage, you know, and that's beautiful, okay? In order to say why martial arts is the best, and uh, I, I I prefer not, not, not a degree, not, not, a, not a degree, no, that's what I think. I'm, I'm even meeting more people now who really practices different martial arts now, because okay. um, I have one who practices Sistema, which okay. I never heard before, but okay. it's nice. It's the Russian martial arts. Okay. And whenever someone tells me a new a martial arts that I don't know, I will Google it, I will search it, and I will look at the movement and say, then yes, you're right. They, they're very practical for defense, for mm -hmm. meditation, for sensitivity and sure. you know it's just and of course just a whole body um yes. mind training mm -hmm. and mind training and, and i know that it, it uh, the people whom i know also who regularly practice it they are healthier so how about share to us some of the stories you have shared me about you helping people with stage 4 cancer and sure, sure, Yes, and uh, I see martial arts is uh, you know especially internal martial arts, qigong and tai chi, and uh, meditation. Those are part of the martial arts. And you see, probably everybody probably have seen the movie called uh, "Under the Dragon," and uh, the movie by "Under the Dragon" by, by Bruce Lee. And Bruce Lee did some meditation and did some you know internal things. And then you also see the movie called uh, uh, the, 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 the Dagger." And uh, also see the movie called uh, Crushing Tiger, Tiger, Hidden yeah. Dragon. You know, they all talk a little bit about an internal. But the internal, sometimes they get a mistake, you know, the, the energy. Of course, the stage, they want to use the stage to, 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 to express that energy. But um, energy is not that what they express. Energy does exist. Energy can expand over, 
you know, beyond the body. That's absolutely right. Because we did a lot of scientific research. And uh, when my, you know, your stomach, your, your energy can reflect from your stomach and into the wall, into the room, and can, and can really, really give that a significant and uh, different uh, and electrical watts. And uh, so they can see. What I see is over here, and what I help the stage for cancer patients, not a start from one thing. There's a couple of things I do. One is nutrition, one is meditation, one is the breathing, one is just a simple movement with the body-mind flow, with that energy flow. And, uh, and most important is the mind effect. That is uh, the consciousness. The conscious direction is very important. If you're in, into that disease status, that's why people have cancer because they're so much into that disease status. They become terminally ill, uh, stage four cancer. And let me give you an example. And my friend, and uh, his name is Ray. Ray is, uh, had a stage four cancer. And uh, when he, when his second time, he came to treat um, his health issues, is uh, his stage four cancer. He did one time with his uh, back problems, and then later on he came over and he told me, and he had a stage four cancer. He become he had had a bone cancer, a bone marrow cancer. It spread all over the place, and he had a big lump on his uh, on his uh, uh, lum, l lumbar, and he has a you know big big lump on his uh, uh, stomach. And basically, and uh, the the hospital told him. And he's done, you know, they, can't, they cannot do anything anymore because he's out of the, any uh, chemotherapy because uh, there's nothing can, can do anything to him. So he, you know, they, they told him to prepare, you know, for the rest of the uh, life. But, and his son called me and then I said, well, let's do something. And he did research just like he did research. Kung Fu, Wushu, and uh, Matras, cancer. They don't connect it together. Of course, from that point, of course, it doesn't connect. But if you from the mindset, from the energy healing, from the Qigong healing, and uh, you can see a lot of things over there. So what I did is uh, combine the Qigong, combine the energy healing, combine uh, some Tai Chi movements and uh, with uh, nutrition. And also, most important, change his mindset. Instead of flow and uh, dive into that dark, that are diseased, the terminal illness mindset rise above. And that's a change of direction. I call in Chinese, we call yin yin That means you change the mindset, you change the consciousness, you direction, you change everything. So instead of see disease, but I see health. Everything you do is build that health. Everything you do is build that consciousness. Everything you do is heighten the consciousness. Everything you do is Meditate deep into the deep state of mind consciousness, the deep state of conscious intelligence, the deep state of soul. That is connected with cosmic consciousness. That really empower you. And then the, 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 the nutrition I, I, I introduced him mostly um, is watery food, mostly vegetables with some fruits. And uh, this will help you to clean up your system. And uh, we, do, we do a lot of smoothies. I told him to do three times a day. Instead of the, use the solid food, occasionally you can do like a lunch, do a little bit of solid food, uh, no meat, 
And then when he did for weeks and in a month, of course, people said, I do weeks, a month, and I have a few days to live. I said, forget about those, those ideas. Forget what the doctor told you. You know, that is all junk. It's totally different frequency. You are entering totally another different frequency. So half a year later, he did a, he did an interview with us, with one of my students, uh, who's a movie short filmmaker. And he said clearly, and um, he had to learn how to walk because when I saw him, he collapsed. He could not even sit. He could not sit at all. And but uh, six months later, and he can not only just sit to, for the interview, but he can run for an, hour, for, for, for an hour. He can swim. He can, you know, and he, he walk. He does all kinds of things half a half year later. And one year later, he went to see the doctor, and the doctor was mad. And he said, why doctor was mad? He said, I don't know. They want me to die. He said, no, not what they want you to die, because you break everything they believed. You broke everything they told you. You broke everything they told you, and it could happen, but didn't happen. That's all, the mad. They met really with cool. The market with themselves at the same time, you know, because what they said it was not they lied because they they didn't want to tell you they lied because they didn't lie because they that's what they see from their books, from their chemistry, from their drugs, from the all their circle of knowledge, so-called knowledge, but they did not have any idea that's another way. So no. I always remind I always remind people, you know, that having a, a diagnosis, especially if now now during these difficult times, mm -hmm. like I had a phone call and suddenly this guy has a new diagnosis. So I always say, don't be so scared because the, your diagnosis is not a death sentence. You know, it's not a death sentence, and it's just calling you to do something different. <laughs> when you got into it. And you get a full of fear, and you stared into this bright light like a deer in the in the, in front of the traffic. You shut down everything, and then that's the worst. You need to rise above, rise above, and rise above the disease state, rise above that the fear, rise above that panic. Let your body flow, and you change the state. And I have a breath. Uh, I have a, another story. I, I'm telling you, and. Uh, Janet, Janet, you know, she had the best hospital system and the best hospital property service. She was the vice, senior vice president for this hospital system. And then she had a cancer. In 2003, she had cancer and then breast cancer. And she had to do, you know, and the surgeries. And then later on, she had to do, you know, chemotherapies. And then she thought it was over. No, it came back. And in 2008, all, everything came back in full load and then spread out and she was out of mission of anything no can no treatment for him anymore so what did she do you know seek other ways so she found me and we worked together and we just had a i had a um the other day i had a, a webinar she was on a webinar i just let her to speak to everybody and about her situation and she's healthy as an ox you know why? So it's that's one secret, Shifu, is to have a, a guide, to have a partner, to have uh, a teacher, whatever you call it. It's really important. They they find someone who can believe in something different. Because I know other people, Shifu, they, they may be doing their own smoothie, etc. 
but if they don't have a uh, a regular person whom they can ask for help or connect that is like their who believes or who respects what the patient had to do i'm sure that i'm sure janet was able to make it because you were there as well so this is what i see janet did you know she she's she put all her 100 tension into it not just for me and she, she must be involved herself she must be involved with the community she must build a good environment what i call feng shui feng shui is what the flowers the water the the, the energy around you and the, the, the energy not only the natural energy but uh, the people of the nature the people around must be build a good environment so that you can rise above if people put you down you get rid of them that's what i see that's one of the one of my patients and his name is art from also from new orleans he's a musician and the people give him a party they give him a party for departure party because they believe oh you have a few days to live and he was just a he was down he could not even walk away anymore because few days just the party the party gave him he was just totally devastated you know we worked together few two years later three years later he got over that and he thought he only had a two months to live but he lived over two months over three months over six six months over two years over six years you know what i see is that human beings have that potentiality why do not unveil discover the potentiality when you discover the potentiality you have totally different experience enlighten yourself and explore explore that's why i say let's explore the universe let's explore ourselves let's discover ourselves let's see what we can do in terms of potentiality in terms of our own intelligence in terms of our own innate ability that's what it's about so Shifu, what can we do when all the media keeps telling us of the things that we are, that people are get scared of? All the rising numbers, positive this, positive that. Uh, what... oh, I, didn't, I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear anything from the media. That's the I best advice. <laughs> I have nothing to do with it because that's not my energy circle. That's not my energy frequency. That's not my energy level. It's a totally different level. They were down over there on the, on the abyss. I'm a rise above. I'm nothing. That's perfect. And uh, how about for those who are uh, stress caregivers for dementia? Mm -hmm. What What's our best advice for them? What I see is, uh, yes, you have you know, you have the, all these things happening. However, and you definitely can care them. Give a, a lot, a lot of good vibe. You, you have to do something on the side, and then treat them and go to the side. And then you have to add your own energy and give them the best energy you have for that hour, for that half an hour, and go out and redo it again. And I think that's a good thing. You need to break in and out. You cannot be stay there all the time because you can be influenced by that situation. You can be influenced negatively. You can dive down into that black hole and then, and all the people call a rabbit hole. And uh, what I see, you need to have your your own time to to liberate yourself to 
free yourself and to find that freedom in energy, to find the freedom in your movements of the mind, in your movements of the body, and then you also give positive influence to them instead of get into their rabbit hole. That's what it is. You still have families in China? Uh, yeah, I, I do. I have my uh, brother in China, and then they're all good Presbyterian people, and uh, my, my sister, and um, they all influenced my mother. And then my mother later on connected with them. You know, they were also give away and sent out to the country. But later on, they, they, they reconnected with each other when the country situation becomes better. And then when my mother's adopt, you know, adopted family, my mother's um, and uh, my stepfather's family and become a little bit mature. And so they, they become reconnected. Yeah. I, I later on reconnected with my mother, actually. And uh, of course, when I was older, I came to the United States and I even supported my mother. When my mother, before she passed away, and the last few years, and uh, I was the one basically financially supported her. And I see, because I see my mother's difficulties. I see my mother's challenges. I used to, you know, really, really didn't like the idea. My mother separated me. Why you did this? Okay, I don't want to have anything to do with you, you know? And then later on, I began to realize, and it doesn't matter what, she was my mother, she is my mother. And then I, you know, have the obligation to support her. At the same time, I must have the grace. Not only must have the grace, we're all connected. Not to mention my mother who gave me birth. So, and I think we all have the compassion, we all have the love, and not only love your family, but the love extensively and to all human beings. So if you have friends and family in China, if I may ask Shifu, what do they say about the situation, uh, the you know, um, virus situation globally? Because, you know, the first news is, kind of like blaming it on one area in China. And then before you know it, there's like a little bit of, so, you know, like as if sentiment is not so nice. I wanted to know how they feel about hearing that from uh, the news media around the world, especially American media. So this is, uh, um, I really not get into that as much, but uh, I never, I didn't have much connection with my uh, my brothers and sisters, um, so I did have a lot of students in China, thousands mm -hmm. of students in China. A lot of times we communicate, but uh, they all, you know, they all into the government uh, um, beliefs. You know, this uh, thing. Um, I don't think many people believe came from America, but some people say we came from America. American blame China, and they blame other. This sort of thing. They have that. However, some people say, well, the cook conspiracy, the United States, China, and work together and to, to make this autocracy uh, and make this uh, to eliminate some of the, uh, you know, some lower, lower uh, people. And then, you know, there's a lot of therapy, a lot of uh, theory over there. I don't want to get into theory. I want to see is, uh, and as a human being, it doesn't matter how, what happened, what, what uh, need to be happened. And what do they want to be happening? And uh, each one of us need to heighten ourselves. Each one of us enable ourselves. Each one, one of us to rise above. And if we see this is a good opportunity for us to turn around, don't get into the rabbit hole, fighting, conflicts, 
and competition, and then without a kind of um, fragmentation and that division. And I really do not believe much about the nationality. I do not believe much about the religion. I do not believe much about um, this dogma or all these uh, different uh, uh, conspiracy theories. And uh, what I believe is humanity. And if we all work together in harmony, if we all friendly with each other, we all have a great relationship with other that need each individual responsibility, each individual responsibility, that accountability, each individual to heighten that each individual, that vibe, that great positive vibe, that great consciousness, that harmonious idea, the harmonious energy, and the penetrate and permeate into the universe. If everybody is harmonious, if everybody is heightening oneself, and the universe they change into a different era and the new species of humanity will create. That creation is the new humanity, what I say, a harmony humanity, a harmony, the love humanity, the humanity with compassion. Just like uh, and uh, a different religion, you know, always say love, they always say compassion, they always say, you know, wonderful health. And no religion say, well, our religion is to want to kill people. Nobody said that. And everybody say, okay, our religion is about compassion. Our religion is the love. Okay, let's see. Let's use the commonality instead of divisions. Let's use the commodity, commonality. Let's support each other, cooperate with each other, synchronize with each other, and see, you know, see that synergy instead of see that division. Because that division dissipates each one's energy. That division is hurting everybody. That division destruct destructive to everybody. So what I see, let's work together in cooperation. That synergy will come together. Everybody will support each other as a human being. Instead of divisions, instead of you, him, she, him, her. And then we all, you know, blame each other, pointing fingers to each other, and then that point finger, that blaming, that disagreement, and it just totally destroy each other, and waste tremendous of energy. Why we don't use the energy to heal ourselves? And we have the ability, and we have the intelligence. Not intelligence, not communication, not compassion. We are healed. That's what I see. Because we all not integrated humanity. We all have that interconnectedness. We all have that wholeness. Because each one is the whole of everybody. And that wholeness community of the seven, seven over billion people as that community together, instead of fighting for vaccines, fighting for drugs, fighting for pandemic, fighting for virus, but let's together, you know? During the whole time, I never stopped a single day. I was not afraid because I was not into that realm of that life. I was not into that uh, level of life. I was not into that uh, cage, that fear cage or that media. I have nothing to do with it. What I see is a human being have, we all have the ability to discover our inner healing ability our immune system flow. Let's unlock our own immune system flow and then to heal ourselves, to overcome that diseased state of mind. 
let's get into that uh, realm, which is into the deep state of healthy mind. And that uh, mind is with energy vibration in coherence with the cosmic consciousness. And some people can say, okay, let's say Catholic, can say divine come, you know, consciousness, divine, you know, in, in intelligence, so to speak. Whatever level we put on, and we all have the commonality, we all have that coherence, we all have that energy that can really, really transport with each other, transmit with each other, and uh, interact with each other, and coherent each other positively to raise each other up above that pandemic, above that disease, above that illness. And then humanity can be beautiful. Is there one daily habit, Shifu, that you, you do that we could share that maybe others would like to do it? Um, I do not see the habit I do. You know, I, it, every day is a little bit different. Overall, I normally uh, always do meditation. That's something that I do. And early in the morning, I wake up, sometimes 5.30, sometimes 4.30, and it doesn't matter what. I get up, for number one thing I do is meditation. When I do meditation, I do breathing, and uh, I do just uh, observation, inner observation. I do not do controlling. I do not do any mind management. I do beyond the mindfulness. And I, was, I sometimes I get deeper into the mind and deeper into the universe, deeper into myself and to see my connection with the cosmic consciousness and to free myself, not to get myself into certain circle, certain doctrination, certain methods, rather free myself. That's what I see. Every day I do that. Sometimes the energy and flow differently and observe. And then the energy begins to change. And sometimes there's restriction. And then I will observe and become more harmonious. So that's what it is. And the observations, I call inner observation, that deep meditation I do. And uh, then also I do some an affirmation. I do a lot of action. I do some movement practices. I do some teji. And I do some thing that are you know, physical also. And I uh, want to see, keep the body and in good shape. And a lot of things I do. I do smoothies. And, uh, and I do some of thinking in the morning. I do write things and then write things down, what I need to do. And uh, so, and every day. And uh, I read. I confirm, I confirm myself. And I call affirmation. And uh, I did that affirmation for... Um, Probably from for decades, and uh, what I, I know what I'm going to do right now, I'm building this uh, this uh, corporation, you know, and then that corporation is moving forward. And the, the corporation is touching the humanity, the corporation will change the human game forever. And what I see is not from the external, from politics, from business, rather, is from each internal being. If each one of us can transform ourselves, and we will change the world forever. Do you have any advice for a someone maybe as young as during that time when you were having difficulty in China? Yeah, and uh, you know, this advice is uh, what I see is just to face it and embrace it. Whatever comes to you, when you embrace it, doesn't matter how tough it is. 
and you get over that, and you you come you become stronger. Yes, when you know, sometimes I I did not know if I can get through that. It was so tough, and I I really did not know if I can get through that. If I'm gonna die, I'm gonna, because I I have died mainly at least uh, people. I used to say I died 13 times. I counted uh, probably more, more than 30, maybe even 15, even 16 times. It doesn't matter. And uh, when, you, when you go through those obstacles, when you go through these challenges, when you go through these vicissitudes or some sufferings, and I do not call sufferings. I feel it's a part of a living experience, and you going to get something great, greater. Beyond that, greater beyond than your expectations. You know, I never thought I could have come to the United States when we were young because mm -hmm. my situation, you, know, you talk about foreigners and I can be getting in trouble. Not to mention that you live with foreigners, you come to a foreign countries, that's definitely the enemy act, you know? And, but I did. I left the country. And then I even met the, the number one leader, Deng Xiaoping. I wouldn't even met the number one leader. Of China, and then he and I thought that you know we were we were friends, you know, and he was very kind to me, and I was very kind to him. And then you know, see what I see is that uh, when you transform that uh, politics, when you transform over and transcend over that uh, divisions, and you see things differently, and you interact with them differently, because your energy frequency will be is different. You're not a, instead of fight, instead of you know, and participate each other instead of and uh, destroy each other, but uh, you see things differently. And uh, that's what I see. I can be harmonious with everybody, and no enemies at all. And that's what I see. It doesn't matter communists or, or whatever they have, or Democrats or Republican or whatever they have, the Labour Party. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get into it, but human beings, I recognize each person as a human. And uh, like me, we are the same. Then no other than... Other than the um, your uh, challenges in growing up, you I you also mentioned to me that you had many business uh, challenges and even failures, but then you always get through it and then rise up above it. So, what is your secret to success? You know, I don't really focus on success. I just focus on I want to pay attention to a living, and uh, you know. It doesn't matter what kind of you know, economics, and my school could have closed many times. My New Orleans campus, for example, during the Katrina, and then everybody was gone. You know, the, the Katrina destroyed the building, and then it was just, uh, you had to repair, and the water is all over the place in, in New Orleans. And then people tried to break into my, my, um, my studio, and then, you know, just, uh, I didn't care. I just went over there, clean it. I've got a bunch of students and a lot of people for 10 months and nobody pay me. I don't care. I just move on. And then, you know, even borrow money. I just move on and let everybody have a good time. And eventually and the school rise above again. You know, during this pandemic, this from March to today, we hardly had anybody. It doesn't matter. I have three campuses. My personally and financially responsible, you have to pay bills. You have to pay. You know, electricity, rent, and everything else. But it doesn't matter. It's okay. And just go over here, and you rise above. And you have a thousand of failures, and it's okay. And uh, I came to the United States, and I remember, and almost cannot come. Why? Because uh, and uh, they, they found out, I spoke some words, 
not are really in favor of the government. And the government obviously had a meeting with me, you know. But somebody reported that it was not true. But my one of my teachers had a jealous. And because he's supposed to, she wanted to go to England, but she didn't get a chance to go. And I got a chance to come to America. The whole city, only one passport at that time was delivered. I was the only one got the passport with such a background, you know, and the, the worst background of the worst of the worst. I said, who is such a background? And if we can go to America, why I can I go? Well, I didn't have that, that, back, that bad background. And my family is much better than his, you know, people do that. But when you have that connection with the people, doesn't matter, you know, people say, we risk a life for you, you need to do something good. I said, well, I will do something good for humanity. And uh, so I, I never joined anybody. I don't want to join any political parties. I never joined, I don't want to join any political organizations. Even, even FBI, you know, followed me for so many years because I have some skills, I have some connections. Mm -hmm. And then there's belief I could be a good spy for them or good spy for somebody. And then I could be you know, do a lot of things with them. Mm. Uh, I hand off any of those things. I want to be independent. I want to be a person of humanity. I'm not a person of parties. I'm a person of FBI or CIA or somebody. You know, I'm a person of the universe. That's what I see. So you had a choice and we have a choice of what we want to be. Yes. You may be who you are. You're the master of that soul. You're master of that body. You're the master of that mind. You create your own. That's what I say. Because quantum physics already proved that. When you have nobody to, to observe, and then a particle, a photon, is going to be like a wave. It has no shape. There's no, no particles at all. But when, as soon as you put a, a conscious over there, then it happened, it become a particle. You know, it's something as the humanity, you want to realize certain reality is that expectation, is that the direction of the consciousness, which way you want to go. You want to create a disharmonious society, you want to create a harmonious society. It depends on each one of us, not about anybody else, not the government, not the authorities, not some, some senators or somebody, no. It's each one of us. We created the universe. We create the society. We create this planet. We create what you want to see, what you want to live in. That's what I say. So how do we see Shifu in the next five years? Five years? I mean, I'm, not, I'm on the internet all the time. I, you know, I want to promote the idea. Not just not my idea. It's the idea of humanity. You know, and uh, because everybody want that uh, happiness, everybody want that uh, health, everybody want to, uh, you know, not to live in a stressed life or distressed life or the, that a diseased life and uh, unhealthy life. So let's do something different. Let's get out of that uh, pandemic. Let's get out of the diseased state. Let's, let's get out of that uh, fear, that uh, total stress. Let's get into a uh, freedom of the body, freedom of the mind, freedom of that spirit. That's what I see. And um, I'm going to end it all the time. And then I do different seminars. I'm going to actually, eventually, I'm like you probably open a, a podcast or something. And then, you know, I have some short films and I'm going to release. And then I have some, you know, I have a media called a Media, And we're going to do a lot of short films. And we're going to do a lot of things in this society. 
and begin to go forward. Yes. That's wonderful. That's perfect. Um, we want to say thank you again. That's why I look at my phone. She focused Peter from Slovenia and some people from the Philippines, some people from they're watching, they're enjoying, and they said they love it. They, they, they like what we're talking about. So any you want any more few last words before I say my I always end with affirmation. But anyway, anything more we want to share? My affirmation, okay. And uh, this is no secret, okay. And uh, it's just one one sentence with you, okay. And with uh, with my audience. My mission is to share with inspire, empower, enlighten all who want to hear, to follow up, follow through with the instant action and consistently, persistently observe deep state of the innermost consciousness thing to discover that innate potentiality of intelligence with one's own light to transform the consciousness of humanity. This 200 billion corporation and the humanity project I'm doing, I'm building, will touch 200 billion conscious living beings, sentient living beings. That will change the humanity forever. Thank you. I'm choosing, I'm choosing to be in that movement, okay? Yeah, and what I have also is I have a number of cards and these are quantum tested cards. They were energetically tested for the energy field. So what I got is calm and centered. And I will say this three times. And I tell people, I like affirmations to say it three times in the morning, three times at noon, three times in the evening. And they could still say three times before they close their eyes. And this is what I got, calm and centered. I choose to remain calm even in stressful or unexpected situations. I remember to breathe deeply and fully to stay centered throughout the day. I resolve situations calmly and fairly. I choose to remain calm even in stressful or unexpected situations. I remember to breathe deeply and fully to stay centered throughout the day. I resolve situations calmly and fairly. I choose to remain calm even in stressful or unexpected situations. I remember to breathe deeply and fully to stay centered throughout the day. I resolve situations calmly and fairly. And I like to thank again our wonderful. audience. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Great, that's great. Okay. And then I'll just check out uh, quantumnurse.life, opt in there because there will be three free videos that are very helpful. And then I have other products there, digital products. I even came up with uh, the latest one will be a partnership with a lawyer and she's a health coach as well. And then I have the upcoming Filipino Hilot, which is the indigenous healing massage. And I created that so that we could reach out people more wherever they are, whatever time zone. So do that. And, and for those celebrating holidays already, for all different cultures is starting to celebrate holidays. May you have peace in your heart and with your family, joy. And I always say, Shifu, don't let anything or anyone take the joy out of your life. 
Oh, people, please tell them your uh, where they can get in touch with you. Okay, it's a Duru Academy. Duru Academy is a kind of new academy I, I launched, and I have a, a Duru Media and a Shonen Institute. Actually, you type a Shonen Institute, you see you see me everywhere. You type my name Shidaru, and you will see me. You know, there and in China probably no more in China than here, but uh, they they also they're, they're everywhere. So I think you can get a hold of me. And uh, Dura Academy is definitely is probably the best way of showing a showing institute with companies. I have a, quite a few companies and I work with. And basically, it's one goal is to unveil the greatest potential within and discover ourselves, the humanity within. And I think we can all ride together, work together, explore together for the future. And then I have different modules, different um, products, and we're going to release. And I work with the, also something with the China, with England, with the Germany, and with uh, um, with uh, actually Argentina and the Brazil and the Canada, and it's a lot of things. We all people we t work together and uh, to heighten ourselves, to to transform our own lives, and hopefully that send a ripple effect to everybody else. Thank you. Yeah, thank you too. And his information, I'll make sure I'll print that. I'll I will include it below or above this recording but with this recording you will have his uh, contact and feel free don't hesitate we're both open for you to connect with us in yeah. my language i say mabalos and in shifu's language thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I think that's one thing i know Shishi, thank you <laughs> let's see anything more that i don't want to miss if someone has a comment but thank you ladies thank you gentlemen thank you friends families strangers and you're no longer strangers the fact that you made it to our live stream that means you are connected with us beautiful yes thank you take care have a beautiful evening and everybody have a beautiful evening. <laughs> Thank you.